welcome, welcome, one and all, one and y'all. Y'all. Y'all, how you doing? Uh, welcome to Out in the Open with Mrs. Moxie. This is the inaugural uh, uh, first edition of, of a brand new show that we will present to you on KYMN Radio and uh, via podcast every month. Uh, it is my pleasure, folks, to introduce you to the hostess of the show. Please welcome Mrs. Moxie. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I I still can't believe it's here already. <laughs> We've only been talking about this for a while. Three months, four months, something like right? that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's here. It's crazy. Um, You've been putting a little work into this show, too, by the way. A little. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I, I, I'll be I'll be, you know, sitting at my desk trying to, you know, make a tax story sound interesting. And I get this text. Hey, look at this poster I came up with. What do you think? Great. Okay. It's, yeah, it's been fantastic. Well, it's been really fun. My brain always rolls in the sense of marketing. Like you have to market, right? Yeah. You have to know your audience. Right. And, you know, that's part of the show is also connecting with an audience. And what we're going to do with this show is really connect with being queer and being in rural areas. And what a great way to market that as well. It's, it's a, it's a concept that, frankly has never i am under no i have no idea that anyone's ever done anything like this before i i think like like let's who thinks about uh, the, the lgbtq community in a rural in a rural area it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't match the way we have society set up but here we are right and you know it's funny you say that because i didn't think about it for a long time like that either and now Especially in the last few years, being a performer in rural Minnesota. Right. Going, I mean, the smallest town we've ever done with my crew was a town of 400. <laughs> so to have LGBT visibility in such small areas mm-hmm. is a huge thing. And if we can do it to those who can't be part of the community because they're scared to come out or scared to be who they are or whatever, but they can listen to a show and feel like they're included. Right. I am so happy that you're producing this and that we're doing this together <laughs> and we're going to just really connect with the people. Can we more. take five minutes at the beginning of the show and, and just sort of introduce you to our, uh, uh, to our, maybe some of the, the, the listening audience that has never yeah. experienced Mrs. Moxie. Absolutely. Um, so Mrs. Moxie is, I call her, um, the country drag queen housewife. Yeah. Um, Northfield's very own. <laughs> Northfield's very own. Um, I gave myself that title. <laughs> it's, it's a self-appointed title, it but it's a good one. Yep. Um, basically, since we moved to Northfield, when I say we, I am married. There is a Mr. Moxie, and he will be our special guest today, and we'll talk to him in a minute or two. But um, we moved here to Northfield, and it just took off. Yeah. We partnered with... Uh, imminent brewing and we started doing game nights um we work with northfield arts guild to produce holidays shows mm-hmm. um and i continue to travel throughout the state as well so i'm this is what i do on the side i'm actually a full-time hairdresser right so but i wish i could give you some business <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if i still had hair you'd be the person right? doing my hair <laughs> too funny i could do a little sh- bit shine you know you know i could always use that yes yeah. um but that's who mrs moxie is she's just i'm i like to say i'm down to earth but i'm also a little bit 
hoity-toity because yeah. I, I like the rhinestones and the glitter, and I like right. to pattern my look after Dolly Parton and, you know, Rosie O'Donnell, but it's fine. <laughs> there are worse people to pattern your look after. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, I, yeah. I, tell, tell me about the, the country side of this, though, the, the small town side of this. So the backstory on how it became rural visibility for LGBT in that type of setting is because I grew up in a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a town about 14,000. Um, my father has a hobby farm out in the country that I grew up on. I've rode horses. I've showed rabbits at the county fair. I've done chickens, cats, dogs, you name it. I probably have done it. <laughs> ATVs are probably my favorite hobby. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so to take who I am outside of Mrs. Moxie and also infuse it with Mrs. Moxie is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, to really see how we as a society or people in general can be multi mediums, you know? Yes. Awesome. And just owning it. Yeah. So, yeah, I do come from a small town, and here I am living in a small town as well, but a very liberal town. Uh, indeed. Indeed. We are, we are this little blue dot. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, you, I do another show, The Weekly List, with yes. a, a, a guy named Daniel G. Moyer. You guys, you didn't know each other growing up because he's substantially older than you are. Way, way, way older than you are. But you guys If grew he's listening, up- he's probably just like screaming <laughs> right now. He's screaming at you. I, I'm doing that on purpose. Uh, you guys grew up in the same area, though. Yes, yeah. We yeah. Did. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, so I, 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 I love that. I think that's. And it was something interesting talking with Danny because he knew what I was describing, mm-hmm. and he knew why people leave those settings yeah. as a rural setting. Because when you are LGBT, you don't feel welcome. You don't feel seen. You don't see. People reaching out to you. Right. People almost fear you more than anything. And right. I think that's one thing with Out in the Open, our mm-hmm. show, is I want it to be more comfortable for people to come out, for more comfortable for people to be seen and also to start a conversation. Yeah. Start a conversation. Yeah. And that's what this show is going to be, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a conversation. Uh, you're going to have a special guest uh, every week. Yep. And uh, you're going to uh, there's there's a there's a write in dear Abby style sort yeah, of segment dear Moxie yep dear Moxie <laughs> style segment uh, 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 for, on the show. One of the things that I'm super excited to be and f- by the way, thank you for uh, allowing me to be your sidekick. On this, oh my god, absolutely! Uh, on the, on the show I really this is going to be super fun, even though it's like the 19th show I have now on my plate. Yeah. It's okay. It's really it's okay. It's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I <laughs> I'm swear fine. my eyes twitching, but I'm fine. <laughs> You listen to some great music. Thank you. But it's music that I don't hear mm-hmm. ever. So we're going to feature uh, a song or two every week of, of, of stuff that you've been listening to. And I'm just going to dig on. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and to talk about it, because I'll, to back, back up a little bit with that music, to give people who are listening a little bit of backstory is... A lot of the music I listen to is either a queer artist or an ally. Um, I try to support those that really connect with the LGBT community in whether that's just in a music video or if it's actually because they are part of the queer community, you know, and I think if we can connect as a personal level to an artist or a celebrity, 
I think it also gives us hope that we're not alone. Right. So it's awesome to have that featured on this show too. Yeah. No, it's, it, well, it's just, it's just really good music. I'm super excited to expose yeah. more people to it also. So, um, should we just start off with the first I song? I think we should. Okay. I think, um, since we're on that subject, the first, um, song that we'll be playing is actually in your love by Tyler Childers. Um, he has gotten a lot of backlash for his music video to this song. Um, a lot of hate because it features a same-sex couple hmm. and it's out in a coal mine where one of them gets the black lung wow it's a very powerful music video um i also chose this because it's a very deep loving relationship song yeah. and it reminds me of my marriage to my husband That's awesome. and how we need to love each other and through the hard and through the good yeah so without further ado here's tyler chillers in your love I will wait for you till the sun turns into ashes and bows down to the moon. I'll wait for you. It's a long, hard war. Oh, but I can grin and bear it. Cause I know what the hell I'm fighting for. And I'll wait for you. We were never made to run forever We were just meant to go Long enough to find what we were chasing after I believe I found it here in your love I will stand my ground I'm a bad man looking for takers thing around so I will stand my ground cause it's cold out there and you know some men search for ages for the love that I have found so I will stand my ground
was Tyler Childers with In Your Love. I have no idea what year that, that, that came out, so I'm just going to... It was actually this year. Oh, is that right? Yes. 2020? 2023? Yeah. Not 20... Was... Get, dear God, don't let it be 2020 again. No, I can't, I can't no. do that again. I think it came out in July. I can't remember exactly. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, watching the hate that that music video has gotten online has really just blown me away. I'm like, it's such a deep story it's a deep um heartfelt lyrical song yeah um it's yeah i can't it, get over it and it just so, from, so it is is i i don't know anything about it is it is the song that gets played on cmt or does cmt have a have an issue with it i mean is it i don't know if cmt has an issue with it yeah. i just know a lot of like how do i say this kindly more conservative views are upset that it focused on a same-sex couple in the music video. Interesting. They're like, well, that one to happen in a coal mine. And it's like, mm, it doesn't matter where it happens. There's still love like that out there. And to tell a story about that is what matters. I'm pretty sure in the history of the world, or at least the history of coal mining, there have been two coal miners that fell in love with each other. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and make that guess. Right. I, I completely agree. So... That's why I chose it was to bring a little light and positivity about it because it is such a moving song. It's a and, great song. It's yeah. beautiful. And he stands by it. Like a, a bunch of artists out there, when they get flack like that, they're like, okay, I'll change it or I'll do this. Or yeah. they try to accommodate the fans, I guess right. you could say. Well, those aren't fans if they're talking like that to you. No. No. They're, so, they're exa exactly right. They're, well, they're, you, you got, you, first of all, if nothing else, you have to respect the artistry, right? And Absolutely. It, it, artist, art, art is, is, is made by an artist to make a statement. Correct. And uh, you, you can say whatever you want about it, but you can't look at the artist and say, change that. Well, exactly. You can't do that. No. no. I mean, who would ever question Cher or Dolly Parton for crying out loud? Not me, man. I mean, some people probably looked at Cher and was like, um, auto-tune, really? <laughs> but in reality, it has become her staple. Right. It's part, of it, and she ain't gonna change for anybody. She's gonna be Cher. I love Cher. Uh, same. I love Cher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and when I heard the, f when I first heard that song, it just made me think of my marriage. Of, you know, I waited a long time to find it. Just like I think everybody has, you know, with their love, um, they have a lot to give, and mm -hmm. they have a lot that they want to show. And marriage is hard. <laughs> <laughs> marriage is hard i'm not gonna lie tell me about it I'm not gonna sugarcoat that but at the same time with i'd rather take my worst day with ryan than not have him at all right um i love how we're talking like he's not here and he's actually sitting right next to me so maybe we should actually introduce I just, him i just haven't turned his mic on yet so oh you haven't okay you want, you want to say some more stuff i think <laughs> i think we should allow him to sit here because i think he's blushing because i'm talking about him okay well let, let's do um I would like to introduce my husband to the people. Um, everybody, this is Mr. Moxie. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
He's seriously, you're blushing right now. I am, but That's it's hilarious. also kind of hot in here too, and it I'm is, wearing a completely synthetic jacket that does not breathe at all. But it's, so. it's a sweet jacket, dude. Yeah, thank it's, it's you. A, yeah, it's got a serious like Bee Gees vibe to it. I love I, it. Oh, I like Bee Gees. that. I like the I'll Bee take Gees. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Mr. Moxie is our special guest today on the show, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, being a same-sex couple. Not only a same-sex couple, but also uh, same-sex couple where one is a drag queen in a rural city. Like, here in Northfield, I mean, we just moved here and we didn't really think anything of it. But it's turned into, we are part of the community now. You 100% are part of this community. And between game nights and our... For God's sakes, you've got your own radio show on KYA. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've reached the pinnacle. We're here. Pinnacle. (laughs) Pinnacle. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Yeah, anyways, the that music just makes me think of our marriage on how hard it can be, but it's also so worth it. Uh, do you guys need a minute? Should I step out of the room? For no, a we're good. We're good. We'll, we'll go get our coffee again, and then we'll we'll talk it over, and he'll be like, why'd you make me cry? <laughs> it will probably happen, because he's already done it to me publicly a few times, so. Yes. Um, but let's get into the show. Now that we've talked a little bit about the music, I hope you enjoyed that song. Um if you haven't uh, seen the music video, I highly recommend going and watching it yeah. on YouTube. It's amazing. It's, I th- let's see, is it over 7 million views already? Really? Yeah. And it's a fairly new song. Okay. Um, cool. But go check it out. Let's talk about our special guest, though. Let's talk about Mr. Moxie. Where are you from? What, tell us about your backstory. I know all about you, so I think they need to. I think they need to learn about you. I, I have a question, quick. You weren't born Mr. Moxie. No. <laughs> no. Do we do we want to reveal your uh, your 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 secret identity? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So right. my my legal name is Ryan Foley. Um, I grew up just south of Northfield in Red Wings. So for those of you who are familiar with the area, it's not too far away my dad actually cracked a joke when we first moved into our house in northfield he's like well one more move and you'll be right back in red wing again (laughs) and ryan does not want to do that (laughs) yeah i mean don't get me wrong red wing is a very pretty little town and all that but you know you like to try something new as an adult too Mm -hmm. so yeah um speaking of your family um let's talk about your sister and the sibling and the nieces and nephews because being us, Mr. Moxie and Mrs. Moxie, we mm-hmm. we are called the Gunkles. The Gunkles. <laughs> that um, was a phrase you coined. I will. <laughs> I coined it. But now the now our nieces and our nephews actually call us that, yes. and um, they are some of our biggest supporters. I would say absolutely. Um, so we have two nieces and a nephew um, from my sister, my older sister. And they are 13, 8, and 6 as of now. Um, And they are just incredible kids. My sister, I have to say, I give her a ton of credit because she has really been uh, one of those people who has just tried to really raise her kids to be kind and empathetic and open-minded from the get-go. You know, she has not only come to a lot of Mrs. Moxie's performances and events over the years, but she's brought the kids with. Mm-hmm. And they have just really embraced it. And I thought it was so cool when we had a little birthday party for you a few months ago. And the kids came in their Mrs. Moxie t-shirts. And <laughs> it, 
It was just so cute, and they are just so jazzed about it. And I think it's, and they love to come over and play in your drag room and wear your heels and yeah. wigs, which Mrs. Moxie doesn't it's, always love so much. I'm but. like, just don't touch the lace fronts. Don't touch my yeah. lace fronts. Here, play with the cheap wigs. Play with Party City over here. Yeah. Um, you know, and. Not only your family, but my family. My mom has been very supportive of that. And yes, you know, uh, since we've been together, I feel like we've had some pretty good cheerleaders along our side. For the oh, most part. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, not only in terms of are we talking more just like family specifically? Yeah, our family. So I would say our family has been super supportive because not only do they show up to things, um, but they are very good about just asking, like, hey, what have you been doing? What's mm-hmm. coming up next? Um, yeah, your mom yeah. and dad are very... Oh, huge. My yeah. parents have been amazing supporters, like, far beyond what I even expected. Can I ask a couple of questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, is that sort of indicative of, uh, of the way you were raised? I mean, is that, is that the house you grew up in? Or Yeah, so kind of backtracking a little bit, um, I have on paper what I would call a very nuclear family, you know, yeah, yeah. mom, dad, um, son and daughter sure. kind of thing. Yeah. Lived in the same house. Yeah, we. my parents moved into the house that they live in now about six months before I was born. Wow. So that was May of 1986. And I was born that October and they haven't left since. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of incredible because over the last several years, they've been doing all this remodeling. So the house is like, I'm like, I know this is where I grew up, but it looks so different now. <laughs> so, but it looks amazing. They've right. done a great job. But um, they have, I would say, always been supportive, but it definitely took time. So when I was growing up, um, I know some queer identifying people will say things like, oh, yeah, I knew from the time I was like five years old that I was gay or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I wasn't quite that self-aware. But, (laughs) you know, definitely around the time that I was going through puberty, middle school, that Mm -hmm. kind of age, I was definitely starting to discover my sexuality and all that. And um, when I first started really coming to terms with my sexual orientation, I was probably about 15, 16. Okay. And I remember one day my mom and I sat down and had a conversation and I think she had just been kind of slowly putting the pieces together Mm -hmm. over the last several years. And she was like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? And so I said, I'm gay. And she's like, oh, is it a phase? Is it that, you know, asking all the questions and not necessarily because. She, she wasn't wanted to protect not okay you. with it. Yeah, I th- it was exactly. a protection yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a parental protection thing because I think she knew from that moment life wasn't ever going to be quite the same again. Mm-hmm. I also want to add in one little tidbit about your appearance. Um, and I don't know if this is a hard subject to talk about or not, but you had an uncle who was out in the 70s. Yeah, 80s. 80s, um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had an uncle who was, he passed away when I was very young. I was only about three or four. Mm. Um, and he was living in the Midwest in Wisconsin. Actually, I think he lived around the Eau Claire area. Um, and he was, he had a partner. He was very open. My family knew who he, my uncle's partner was. Um, mm-hmm. He came to family functions and things. Again, I don't really have any memories of it, but... He was, I think, about as 
open as you could be, especially at that point in time, which is amazing. Yeah, it is. But I think that's yeah. where your mom came from was she saw what your uncle went through and that's why she was like okay is it a phase or is it what what is it you know like i just want to make sure i'm doing the right thing as a parent which i think every parent wants to do is do right to their child right well and and asking those questions is okay absolutely and to add to that um when i was coming out so that was 2002 um it was kind of a strange time for our culture because we were in this, like, it's becoming more socially acceptable. People are getting more of a handle on it. There was even mainstream media representation like Will and Grace and the mm-hmm. Bravo Network and Queer Eye and all this stuff. But it was still kind of fringe, mm-hmm. you know, like for as much progress as we had made, it was still like, okay, here's this thing, but we don't really know what to do with it. <laughs> and... I remember in high school, you know, gay was a very popular slang term. Right. Oh, that's so gay. This is right. so gay. That whatever. So, can, it, I, can I ask you if you yeah. ever said that? Have I used the phrase? Yeah. Well, oh. like when you're in high school, did you use it? Oh, probably. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. Because that was also a time where it's like, okay. I know that I am this way and I'm identifying as a gay man, but at the same time, like this is just a thing people say. So you just Mm kind of rationalize it. Yeah. I also think with growing up and questioning who you are, yeah, you used it even though you were out and stuff like that. I also Mm -hmm. think some people might've used it as a way to protect themselves because they're not out. Like, does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a deflection. And, totally. um, you know, you grew up in Red Wing. I grew up in Fergus. So we were both in a very small town in very close-knit communities. Mm-hmm. And I think if we were in school nowadays, don't you think it would be so much easier? I mean, it's still hard. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But people are becoming younger and younger and being more visible because – they want to be true to themselves. Whereas before it was such a taboo subject. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I don't know if it's necessarily, I shouldn't easier. say easy. I should yeah, not have I don't said know easy. If that's the right word. Um, it's I, becoming more acceptable. It is. But now there's a lot more layers to it. Yes. You know, when you and I were going through school, it was gay, straight, bi. That was pretty much it. Yep. You know, there's a lot more letters to the alphabet now. <laughs> but uh, de qua is the TikTok Alphabet thing. mafia. <laughs> um, Which is great, though, because I feel like it's been definitely one of those things that arose out of a need. You know, I don't absolutely. think it doesn't come from nothing. Um, but at the same time, yeah, there's, there's even more complexity to it now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I also think about, because let's segue a little bit, because... That was your childhood, but when we met, I mean, you were also going to be a teacher. That is absolutely correct. Um, (laughs) This is my next question, actually, is how did you guys meet? We met on the good uh, (laughs) old-fashioned dating website. Do you remember? (laughs) Dating website, Plenty of Fish. Plenty of Fish. Yes. There's two less fish in the sea. (laughs) Um, That's what our can coolers say. That's what our little wedding favors, yes. Um, But... Because growing up and you finally accepted yourself and everything, when we met, you just graduated from college and 
you're going to be a teacher. And I remember you going in that first year and what happened where you weren't allowed to talk about your relationship. Mm, Yeah. So I was actually working at a school um, where I, on the very first day of school, we were kind of doing this whole like get to know your teacher sort of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I taught fourth graders. So of course it's like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? You know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then, um, one of my students brought up how she had heard, and I don't know how, how this kids even got this information. I don't know, but they're like, Oh, here you're getting married. And I was like, yeah, that's true. I'm getting married this spring. So I'll be gone for like a week or whatever. Um, and another student raised his hand and said, Oh, what's your fiance's name? And I, at this point in my brain, I was like, Oh crap, which way do I go? With this? <laughs> Cause I could have just totally sidestepped it, right. you know, whatever. Right. And I even asked my administrator at the time, like, if this does come up, like, how should I address this? Yeah. And she explained to me like, Oh, just explain it. Like, you know how you have a partner in school, like when you're working on a project or something, well, I have a partner in life, you know, I kind of use that analogy. And I was like, okay. So that's how I tried to explain it. And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I was trying to explain it. And I'm like, oh, this is getting complicated and weird. And of course, I'm just getting these like bug eye looks from my students. And it wasn't authentic. Not at all. It's not authentic. It was formulated. Yeah, it was very weird. So I was just like. uh, Antiseptic. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no. I'm I'm not marrying my lab partner. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. So, um, just to wrap that up real quick. So what happened is the very next day, which I knew this was going to happen, we had a parent call in and they weren't necessarily like super upset, but they just felt like it was not an appropriate topic to discuss with the age of my students, which I highly disagree, but Hey, that's just me. Um, but me what too. was really interesting is later on that school year, because the story does have a little bit of a happy ending. So, because um, my administrators basically did say to me from going going forward, you know, you're just not allowed to talk about that anymore, which I look back on that now and I really wish I would have defended myself a lot more on it. But mm-hmm. of course, it was my first job and mm-hmm. I was a lot younger and all that. But everything later, was fresh. Yeah. Yes. Everything was fresh. And later on in the school year. Um, right before I was about to leave for our wedding, a bunch of my students actually put together a really lovely gift for me for our wedding. And they were like, congrats on your wedding. And they gave me like balloons and a really lovely card and some money. Like it was just, it was That's very, crazy. That's I awesome. Know. It was it's so. fourth graders. Yeah. Right. So then let's tr- look at that. Like, so yeah. the kids had no problem with it. It was all administrator. Oh, it, so well, parents not really. well, parents yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Again, trying to be authentic comes with a price, especially in a career. Right. Like, yeah, and absolutely. you can get backlash for it. Now you're still working technically in the education system in a way. In a way, yep. So I work for a private company now. Um, we call it, it's EdTech, Educational Technology. Um, mm-hmm. So I still get to work in the educational realm, but just not in the classroom anymore, which yeah. is still really cool because... Um, I do believe in education a lot, and I believe that I have the heart and soul of a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm just now applying it in a different way. So there you go. And our dogs love it that you're home. Yes, I get to, <laughs> I get to work from home, which is amazing. I mean, yeah. I will say I do get to develop some hermit-like tendencies sometimes. So <laughs> I have to force myself to be like, okay, you haven't left the house in four days. 
go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and continuing on with that, so when we really started diving into this drag thing, I shouldn't even say a thing. Um, when we started becoming Mr. and Mrs. Moxie, mm. was actually during COVID, and I think that was kind of like the really flipping point of it all. Yeah. Because you were working from home. Mm-hmm. I was jobless, let's be real, because it was COVID. <laughs> so I wasn't doing anything. And we really tapped into each other. We did. Um, we started doing the Hot Seat with Moxie, which was super fun because mm-hmm. we would just kind of pick topics at random to discuss. And we would also do fundraising events for mm-hmm. different events, for different um, charities. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for, charities. I, I got to back up. The yeah. Hot Seat with Moxie, was that, were you podcasting before me? No. I is, mean. Is, is there anything else you'd like to tell me? Oh. <laughs> Do I, do I need to know anything else? You are the father. <laughs> um, I didn't start podcasting. It was more like an Instagram live reel is what we okay, were doing. Yeah. So we did like mini videos, like five, 10 minute videos on Instagram after our charitable charity nights where we played trivia or bingo and we raised money and we donated like we donated to food shelf, animal shelf, um, we, I had a family member who was battling cancer. We raised money for them. Nice. Um, it was something that I really wanted to do because I always have this big part of me that wants to give back mm-hmm. and pay it forward, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, but it also took a life of its own because then shortly after we got done doing all those, we moved to Northfield. We did. Um, we were living in Farmington for about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because we found this house just kind of randomly one day. And at the time I was working in real estate, I had a real estate license and everything. So don't ask us for our resumes because they're way too long. I know. (laughs) Don't ask us for the resumes. We've we've had career. We've had a lot of occupations, but I worked at the airport. Let's be real. (laughs) You know what? You got one life to live. I say, why not? As much as you can. So, so. I was like, hey, there's this house, you know, it's for sale. It's outside of Northfield. Let's go check it out. So because we were kind of keeping an eye out for any homes that would become available, like in the country ish, but still kind of close to town. And we walked in within five minutes. Mrs. Moxie's just like, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, my God, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Like, I mean, the boxes were being unpacked. As we, you know? And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's literally what happened. That and was like, OK, so I'm going to get on the phone with our loan officer because I can already see where this is going. Well, it's just it, it's perfect because it's. It, we're just right outside of town. Yeah. yeah. We're out in the country. So it brings me back to where, because we were living such a suburban life mm-hmm. in Farmington. And now we're we're out in the country and we get to be surrounded by cornfields and right. nature. Do you, and guys, do you guys have a little property? We, we do. do. We have a little bit over an acre. Nice. Yep. Nice. But we are still eight minutes away from Target. Yep. Eight <laughs> minutes away from Target. Holla. <laughs> Both worlds right there. Exactly. Yeah. And I also can come and get a pizza within five minutes. So, Fantastic. yes. Um, cause they don't deliver, even though we're eight minutes from target, they won't deliver out there. Weird. Yeah, Shocker. Weird. Um, but yeah, so that kind of like was our story of becoming 
or not becoming, but coming to Northfield was, right. this yeah. was like the train that we took to get here. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I will say moving to Northfield has been probably one of the best things that could have ever happened to us in so mm-hmm. many ways. We've met so many incredible people such as yourself. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> um, absolutely. You know, so many incredible locals who not only have been like, oh, you're a drag queen. Cool. They're like, you're a drag queen. You're awesome. Right. Let's well, like really incorporate you into our lives. Right. Well, and uh, it's just interesting to see how much we can do in such a smaller community when people are willing to accept it yeah. and right. allow yeah. it. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We have haters. <laughs> I've had some people <laughs> say some things to me and, you know, sure. we don't we don't need to go into that. But no. um being a drag performer and now you're part of it because now you're stepping up and you're doing theater <laughs> shows and yeah um we all wh- just assume that you're the manager <laughs> right <laughs> he's my I, agent <laughs> actually let's be real it's driving miss daisy he's my chauffeur <laughs> <laughs> chauffeur it yeah. manager yeah. the credit card whatever <laughs> the credit card i would say i'm the credit the, card behind the queen uh, <laughs> oh i like that credit card behind them behind the queen I also would look at it as in you're my insurance and my um, <laughs> provider, <laughs> like make sure my medical is all taken care of. Um, but, you know, got to take care I, of my meal ticket here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Just kidding laughs> I actually have a question on that. What yes. has it been like being married to a drag queen? Because I know in the beginning it was very touch and go for you. It has been a glass cage of emotions. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna. It's like the gayest response I've ever. <laughs> and by gayest, you mean the best, well, I mean, <laughs> most honest and open. <laughs> I, uh, no, it. Okay. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> For I real. Glass yeah. I, I don't mean. It, I don't mean it like you were in high school. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Um. Okay, serious. I it it has been such an incredible experience because um so when Mrs. Moxie started doing drag more professionally about what, five years ago? Yes. Yeah, yep. five. I was um like technically at age three I did wear my mom's prom dress, but besides the point on that, I dabbled. <laughs> yes, you yes, dabbled. But when you got a little more serious about it, um at the time I was still very much dealing with, I think, a lot of internalized uh, homophobia of my own, which I know sounds really strange for a gay man to say. I don't think that sounds strange at all, actually, because it's it's that's society. Yeah, my brother. I mean, that's just what we we're 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 taught. Right. Yeah, it's how we grow up. It's how we grow up. I mean, I was raised in a Catholic household. I'm mm-hmm. a Reformed Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Lutheran. Right. Um, no, but it's just, uh, I think, unfortunately, because of some of the forces I grew up around, you know, it was just a lot of, like, me taking in things that were very negative and were sort of working against me. Because for the longest time... I always felt like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, being a gay, being gay is part of who I am, but it doesn't define me. And it's like, well, but actually it kind of does. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, it's a very empowering thing when you learn to embrace it, which is something that I'm still kind of learning to do. But Mrs. Moxie's drag career has actually helped me with that because seeing her put herself out there and put herself on a stage and a platform to express who she is in such an unconventional way, mm-hmm. that takes an incredible amount of guts and courage to do, far more than I, I think most of us have. I agree. Um, and I, at first, kind of pushed against it because sometimes I would say things like, oh, well, you go to the show, have a good time. I'm going to stay home and watch the dogs when we could have, you know, found someone to take care of our dogs. But I think part of that was me kind of pushing back against it because I didn't know. And it was kind of like, I, I see these TikToks sometimes where they're like, Oh, we're gay, but we're not that gay. And it's like two guys, like (laughs) just holding hands or something, you know? And I think that I laugh at it, but I'm like, I actually think I have a lot of that. I have a lot of those issues that I'm working through. And seeing you continuously put yourself out there over and over again, it's like, you know, maybe I need to lean a little more into this and see what this is about. And that really didn't happen until we moved to Northfield and until Mm -hmm. we started doing more of these appearances. And she in her own loving way has been (laughs) continuously encouraging me to try it and Mm -hmm. to embrace it more. And ever since that has happened, I felt like I've just grown tenfold as a person. You know, I have learned Mm -hmm. to embrace my sexuality and what it means to be gay because we all like to sit here and think like, oh, well, it's just about who you're attracted to. And it's like, but it's so much more than it's that. It's so much more than that. It, it goes down to such a deeper level. And I have been finding power and strength through embracing who I am as opposed to fighting it after all these years. Because we were very much raised in the generation of like, yeah, you're a, you can be gay and that's cool. But just tone it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tone it down. You know, don't don't be too gay. Like. I lived through throughout high school. I lived in ripped up jeans and baggy hoodies. Mm-hmm. I never once got to like experience life as like someone who did tap into their flamboyant side or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I even remember when we started dating, how you had your ears pierced. And as soon as you went into teaching, the piercings went out and this changed. And Oh yeah. My whole personal appearance became much more conservative. And And all because of a career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that has been really cool to watch you as well in the last, since we moved to Northfield, to watch you change from what you were like as a teacher to now being Mr. Moxie fully. And I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the fact that you get stopped more than I do. Well, yeah. Oh, what? Only because I'm not in drag. But right. besides the point of that, <laughs> what? How do I get stopped? Because everybody you. knows who I am because I'm with you, and they oh, wow. they look at you and they're like, "Oh, it's Mr. Moxie." Oh well, yeah, but that's just because my appearance is a little more consistent. Yeah. <laughs> yes, valid. But um, as a drag performer who's married to a, a man in a same sex relationship and everything, mm-hmm. I think drag is something that everyone can learn from and you your next adventure you want to tap into dressing up more oh absolutely um you've been very honest with that yeah i have been just don't lose the beard i like your beard (laughs) don't lose the beard i'm just gonna add some glitter to it okay perfect (laughs) but like 
at getting to do things like this with you and even I've gotten to co-host a few times that when we're at imminent, you know, it's just been really fun. And also, I need to give you a shout out. You're also a very good actor. You do. You steal the show. Our last Christmas special. No, I can be a little year. bit of a ham if I really. Oh want my to gosh, be. he is such a ham. Last year at our Christmas special, he stole the show, and he hasn't done theater before. Wow. So to really, I mean, that's actually technically. Not I was going to say you did do it in college. Just I, well, dabble. and in high school a okay. bit too. I did dabble a little. I never like. You, you were know. in the cores. Huh? You were like in a chorus line or something like that, weren't you? Chorus line, no. <laughs> were, 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 were you TNA in a chorus line? Is that what you were? No. <laughs> oh my God, I wish some pasties. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to watch you fully take your character last year and really just like go. Yeah. It, it was so s- fresh to see you really tap into who you are. Yeah. And I think... A lot of people can take that into their heart and think about that for themselves, too, by not only being who Becky is. I'm just going to throw out a name. Don't Just don't be Becky. Be Becky. Like, really tap into it and yeah. lean into it, like you said, because leaning into those uncomfortabilities sometimes become more comfortable than you'll ever realize. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean... My whole life is about being uncomfortable, I feel like, sometimes. <laughs> well, it doesn't... And I don't mean that in a bad way, because I think that when you are in those uncomfortable spaces, whether you're starting a new job, or you're learning a new hobby or skill, mm-hmm. or, you know, performing, whatever it is, it's very um, freeing, because mm-hmm. you have to let go of a lot of things in order to become that new version of yourself. Um, I've actually been... Really quick sign tangent, but related, I promise. <laughs> How long last, do we have? How yeah, long? Can we keep going. It. This is, this is I'm, I'm like sitting here thinking about this going, yeah, this is going to be a two-hour show. That's how we're going to do <laughs> Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're fine. Uh-oh. We're fine. Um, we'll edit it down, I swear. No, we're not. <laughs> this is too good. We're not We're not editing it. <laughs> From here on out, folks, the shows will be a lot smaller. But this is the first show, okay? We had to go in with a bang. That's right. That's right. I have actually been going on kind of a health and wellness journey over the last couple of years. Um, and I've been really trying to work on physically kind of transforming myself. And it's come with a lot of positive things but also some real challenges i have had to force myself to do things that i don't necessarily want to do try things that are hard and uncomfortable and the thing that has really been trying i've been trying to stick with i should say is just the mantra of you can do hard things Mm -hmm. we can all do hard things and we can and ultimately they can make us better stronger more fully realized people if we let it yes but we got to let it. And your drag has been letting me do something that I previously didn't think I was ever capable of. And that has been the biggest positive out of it. The negative of it, I find sequences in places where I'd never thought I would find sequences um, and rhinestones where I'd never thought I would find rhinestones. I don't know how that happened. But, you know, if that's the price you pay, that's okay. Why are there, why are there rhinestones on my side of the bed? <laughs> oh, that's a normal spot. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not going to talk about the places I've found. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's about his family show. Here ah, family the show. Family that... show. Sorry. Well, it's even funny because our dogs will just find them, and then all of a sudden you see glitter on the dog, oh, or glitter. Hilarious. You find I'll rhinestones. I'll be like the dog, and I'm like, what the? <laughs> Why do I have glitter on me? Yes. Um, like they'll be playing with a wig, and it's like, um, Dad's gonna be pissed. You better stop chewing on that. I love that. I, I feel like if I come to your house, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be like randomly glittery. I mean, that's oh, so, like, when you come to our house, it's glitter and rhinestones, but it's also country and right. a ton of antiques. I just got So it. it's it's the best of both worlds. That's awesome, <laughs> but totally. Um, yeah, your next adventure awaits there, sir. Oh, I'm buckle up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also think with drag. You know, some people think, oh, you you chose to do drag. No, I leaned into this. I'm leaning into this part of me. Just like what you said, you, you're leaning into being gay and you're leaning mm-hmm. into who Ryan is deep inside. Yep, absolutely. And that's a lifelong discovery. I mean, I don't think any of us ever truly stop growing or changing or discovering things about us. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you can be in your 70s and still learning new things about yourself. I mean... Not to talk about a client at the salon, but we have a client that, you know, is in her 80s and she's come to a drag show. That was her first ever drag show. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my, my mom's going to be 82 tomorrow and I'm taking her to a drag show for her birthday. <gasps> oh, fuck. Where are you taking yeah. her? Uh, we're going to uh, the uh, Union Rooftop. Uh, uh, crave. Oh, Crave. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Nice. That's amazing. Very she's nice. probably just going to freaking love, love it. it. Yeah, I've, I've been to one show there. It's awesome. They're awesome. And, and tomorrow it's Disney Villain. <gasps> Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> go you now. may have a few extra guests. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is it sold out? I yeah. need to know. Um, but yeah, without you and without the community here in Northfield, um, we wouldn't be the same. Awesome. It's been an honor to come down. And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. But Ryan, thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you for having me. So Okay, because this is the first show, we're still trying to get get our act together a little bit. There will be a better intro to this next segment coming soon. But but <laughs> as of right now, where we are right now, this is the this is the Dear Moxie segment of the uh, of the show. And uh, as the producer slash sidekick, <laughs> it's my job to read the letters, right? Yep. Okay. All right. So we're going to start. And special guest, Mr. Moxie, Ryan Foley, <laughs> you are included in the Dear Moxie uh, segment. Yay. We are going to consistently include guests in the segment, yes. correct? Okay. Yep, because I want the guests to have insight and give their feedback, not only mine, but theirs, too. Fantastic. So. Okay. And by the way, if a person wants to uh, uh, send a letter to you or mm-hmm. send an email to you and, and participate in the segment and ask for some advice. Yeah. How do they do that? Uh, you can direct DM me on Facebook for, uh, let's see, Moxie Moxie is on Facebook, so you can look me up by Moxie Moxie. Uh, direct message me there. Otherwise, on Instagram, you can look me up under uh, Northfield's very own and DM me there. Otherwise, if you know me personally, like I stated before, if you have my cell phone number or anything like that to get a hold of me, you can definitely text me or call me and talk to me. Um, the things about these letters are going to be confidential they're going to be between you and me um rich will be reading them 
Mm-hmm. But I will not be telling him who wrote in. Mm-hmm. I will not tell him anything. This is all anonymous. No. no. So this also protects you, whoever mm-hmm. is listening. If you are not out, you will not be outed or anything like that. We are just wanting to help you and also make the community even closer together. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to do that, DM okay. me. All right. Letter number one. Dear Moxie, my birth mother is... Uh, uh, is a lesbian and has been in a uh, committed relationship with my birth stepmother for thirty f- more than 35 years. Amazing. I, I always want to compliment them on this because it seems to me that being in a committed uh, gay relationship uh, in, in, in the 20th century and the 21st century is probably more difficult than just being in a regular old you know, straight relationship. Not that you have anything to compare it against, but (laughs) what is it like to be, and and, and it seems to me it's more work. What's it like to be in a committed relationship, committed gay relationship for a long time? Signed Rube's kid. (laughs) Uh, It's a long process and it's a lot of emotions. I would say, um, congratulations to your moms. Number one, my birth mom, your birth mom. Um, that's amazing. I think, Hmm. What advice do you have on that one? I want to hear from you. Well, I don't. Okay. This is kind of a weird, uh, way to go about this. So I'm going to try my best. I would say in a lot of ways, our relationship is not all that different from a typical heterosexual couple, but then in some very subtle ways it is, but there are ways that I would say some people don't even pick up on. So for example, we don't get this much anymore, but I remember when we were first dating and married and stuff, people would ask us like, oh, who's more of like the man or the woman in your relationship? Yeah. You know, they would go off of I these would, stereotypical yeah. gender roles. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, we're two men, so <laughs> you might just want to think about how you phrase that. I also like the fact that our wardrobe doubled. I mean, that was amazing. That was yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. But I you, def- guys, you guys are about the same size too, aren't you? Shirt wise, uh, uh, well, legs yeah, over I here, mean, his I pants don't. Just say, I've got like a good six inches on yeah. her, right. so. You know. Um, but I definitely think to make it work, and what I've learned a lot in recent years through therapy and counseling and stuff, was communication is the biggest thing mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships. Not only communications, but just connection in general. Because if you aren't connecting on a level each day at some point you're going to be two ships passing in the night. Mm -hmm. I also think, um, I don't know if I can say this on radio show or not, but intimacy is a huge thing. Sure. Showing your love and showing your compassion towards your spouse is huge. And I know when you think about back in seventies, eighties or any time prior to that, it was very difficult to even hold hands. And, You know, I remember when Mr. Moxie was just talking about having some homophobia himself. Mm-hmm. I definitely still struggle with that because mm-hmm. I am very. Sometimes we call Mrs. Moxie a prude because <laughs> she's very um, like, oh, that's too much. Yeah. But it's something that I grew up with, like 
kissing in public was not a thing. Holding hands wasn't a thing. Right. And I think to better your relationship, you have to learn to live with the uncomfortability to make it become comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning how to show more affection to Mr. Moxie. I'm learning how to voice my concerns and voice my thoughts about our relationship and what I might question or what I also need from him. Because in relationships, there it's not 50-50. Mm-hmm. I don't care what doctor tells you that. It's not 50-50. I may only have 20% to give you today. And sometimes that other half has to give you that 80%. Right. It is definitely a balancing act and learning what makes each other tick and what you can do to lift that person up. Is there ebb and flow in that? I mean, sometimes it's, 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 you know, 80, 20, some, the other side, sometimes it's 20, 80. I mean, is there, Oh, absolutely. sometimes yeah. it's 99% with Mrs. Moxie and he only gets 1%. I mean, there, <laughs> there's days like that too, right, right. Yes. but yeah. you know, you have become very vocal about that. I will say in our relationship, like mm-hmm. because of our opportunities here in Northfield with the shows, the radio, the theater, imminent, everything it's, it's blown up. And Mr. Moxie has come up to me multiple times and he said, okay, today was about you tomorrow. It, it needs to be about me. Sure. And having that mm-hmm. honesty in a relationship is amazing takes courage to say that it also takes courage to accept that correct right yep. absolutely yeah. yeah and i think that's what makes a really good relationship is the communication the acceptance the empathy we have for each other and you know compassion for each other's art mm-hmm. in many ways right and also i would just add on to that like it's really important to be an advocate for yourself and to make sure that you do the things that you need because i when i was growing up Um, My mom was especially good at doing things that she really liked to do. You know, she had her card club and she would volunteer and do these things outside of the family that were for her. And my dad the same way, you know, like my dad really loves to fish. Mm -hmm. So in like the spring and summer months and stuff, he would sometimes take a day off of work because he did um, four-day work weeks for a long time. Mm-hmm. And on his day off, he would go fishing because that, that was his jam. That's what he loved to do. Sure. And I think it's so important for couples, whoever you are, gay, straight, whatever, to just be very good about trying to take care of yourself when you can and have those things that are your thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sometimes your thing might become somebody else's too because drag has become part of Ryan too. Oh, yeah. You can totally share and you absolutely should. I think that that's part of what makes relationships successful is when you can grow with each other. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. As a, a straight guy who's been in a committed relationship for 33 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're listening to this and he got it wrong, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what you're saying, frankly, is is no, really not that all that different from just being in a in a, in a, no. in a heterosexual relationship too, right. which means love is love. Love is love. Absolutely. That's absolutely what it is. I all mean, right. that is one thing I will add in real quick that I always find so funny is people would say to us sometimes like, "Oh my God, 
you guys are just like us. And I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Where <have> you been? <laughs> yeah. It's a relationship. But if I may say so, mm. right, there's a lot of people that need to be exposed to that. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people that actually have to learn that. They do. So, and, yeah. and they need to have conversations. Like the you only know. way you learn is by asking questions. Right. So... Yes, and we would always encourage people. That's another way I will say our relationship is probably a little bit different is we do um, have to sometimes take on that educational role, but we would always encourage our friends because they'd be like, well, I just don't know if this is okay to ask. And I'm like, ask away. If it offends me, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're not going to learn if you don't ask. Right. 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 Question letter number two. Letter number two, not question number two. <laughs> where this is not a game show. <laughs> Dear Mrs. Moxie, my daughter, more than a decade and a half ago, came out to me as bi. My wife and I reacted calmly and acceptingly, from which we got an angry resp- response from my daughter because we weren't overly excited for her. As a parent, when a kid comes out, when your kid comes out to you, what is the best way to respond to what that kid is telling you? Signed, Sarah's dad. Whew. That takes me back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think every person who is, who identifies as queer in some form of the rainbow whether that's gay bias you know trans it we all have a different story and we all do it at a different period of our life um i guess i have to talk through what i went through first um i guess my thing was i had a lot of hate and anger from my father mother she was like oh yeah you're gay so what it doesn't matter i still love you i think it could go either way um I think the biggest thing as someone who has gone through that is to hug your kid, tell them you love them. I mean, no one's going to sit there and go, yay, you're gay. Um, some people, I mean, maybe I someone, <laughs> maybe someone, but I think that's what my daughter wanted or, <laughs> or you know, Sarah's dad wanted. To- yes. <laughs> some confetti. Cannon yes. And right. some um, but I think, you know, just making sure that they know, I love you no matter what. I love you unconditionally. You were made perfect. You are perfect no matter what. To really install that in them and to make sure that they know their reaction is their reaction. And their reaction is valid when, you know, they're feeling a certain way like, oh, that's all I get. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think... (laughs) That's kind of a funny way to respond. There's there's the whole, I wanted grandkids thing. But, yes. But, but grandkids can still be a part of that. Absolutely. I mean, you guys, yes. I, I'm a product of the adoption system. Yes. You can still have grandkids, folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, the grandkid, besides the grandkid thing, I think the biggest thing for parents is they want their children to feel loved and accepted and 
their reaction may not be in this situation would be, mm-hmm. oh, okay, go do the dishes. Right. Because now the parent is probably internalizing like, okay, what am I going to do if someone harms my child? What am I going to do when their heart gets broken by their first love? And those are all the same questions that a straight parent or a parent of a straight child would probably ask too. How am I going to handle when my daughter gets dumped by her first boyfriend? Mm -hmm. How am I going to handle when my son knocks up his five-year relationship of a girlfriend? How am I going to handle that? These are all valid questions that parents ask themselves, not only when their child comes out, but even if they are heterosexual. It's just a, a reaction is a reaction. I do think there are very hard times when parents kick their children out. Mm. And I know someone that had that happen. And there was a loving family that adopted that or brought that child into their home. That's awesome. And I think when I hear that, it's like you, you as a parent, I don't want to say, say this but in a way you've caused more trauma than anything by kicking that child out I, I, you know and, i'll say that absolutely yeah. i'll say that and i think the biggest thing when your child comes out is to create a environment that doesn't cause trauma but causes a core memory of love and acceptance where that child will hold on to it forever Cause when I came out, it wasn't that great to, uh, my father and it was, it still is a very hard time in my brain Yeah, and that happens, but without learning more about who I am and learning about the community, being part of the community and also making friendships in the community, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I would also give the advice to the parent to help that child and help them find a community that they can even become more of themselves after they come out. Perfect. You got anything else, Ryan? Yeah, just a couple of things. Um, By the way, all very well said. I would add on to make sure that when you are in that moment, and I know that this is hard to do because reactions are oftentimes very gut, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't get to think about what you're saying or right, doing. Right. Think about being honest with your child. Um, because I remember when I had my coming out conversation with my mom, she was very honest with me about her feelings. And about how she was like, you know, this is going to take me some time to really adjust and get used to because this is a whole new reality now. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that because it just kind of helps set my expectation of what to what I'm going to be getting, you know, Um, and I remember uh, probably about two years after that conversation, my mom actually attended a P-Flag Christmas party for the Red Wing chapter at the time because the company I was working at, 
they were gracious enough to host it. And she walked into this get together and she knew a bunch of people there. And she was just like, oh my God, you know, like I know that person and that person. And afterwards we were talking about it and I was like, oh, did you enjoy yourself? Have a good time. She's like, yeah. She's like, you know, I'm so glad I came to this Mm -hmm. because it made me realize that I'm not alone. And just as hard as it is to come out, sometimes the parents, when they get kind of wrapped up in their fear Mm -hmm. of their child's safety and well-being, they need to be reminded they are not alone too. So have... Absolutely. I like that. That's a... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have empathy for your parents, for your friends, for your family, for all the people in your life that you're coming out to. Mm-hmm. And re- just remember that as much as it is about you and your experience, when you're sharing things like this with people, you have to give patience and empathy as well. Yeah. So just as there are uh, resources <laughs> for people who are coming out, uh, resources and support, there are resources and support for, for families. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, okay. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to talk about is um, not only is it hard for the child to come out, but it's also hard for the parents to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only mm-hmm. are you trying to find a community for the child, but you're also going to have to try to find a community for yourself yeah. to yeah. learn y- yourself to grow with the child, to bring your love right. even closer. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I hear, this was not my experience, um, but Ryan, it might have been yours a little bit, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure. But sometimes I hear that that parents parents know before... (laughs) Yeah. The kid uh, kid might. I mean, is that... My grandma knew. uh, Right? My grandma knew. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think there was, you know... suspicions (laughs) <laughs> suspicions <Yeah. I> think <laughs> didn't yeah. your dad say that he's like i had some suspicions oh yeah i mean well okay so actually adding to that what's kind of interesting is like he had mrs moxie excuse me had <laughs> <laughs> her experience with her father my experience was completely different because i technically never came out to my dad um really yeah my mom actually does he know yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just a roommate. It's just a friend. Yeah. We're bachelors. We're the bachelor. Right, yeah, that was, just, that was just for fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, actually, my mom, I think it was probably a year or two later, I guess she was talking and somehow I came up in the conversation or whatever and my dad just asked her point blank, is he gay? Mm. And she's like, Yes, he is. And he was just like, okay. Yeah. And because mm-hmm. I asked my mom when I came out to her, like, should we talk to dad about this? And she goes, no, let's just, let's let this settle for a while. And, you know, because I don't think it was necessarily her concerned about like, oh, he's going to like disown me or anything. Like it wasn't anything like that. It was just more, you know, we just needed time to let it yeah. simmer for mm-hmm. a little while. And mm-hmm. I got to say, my dad, I give him such a huge shout out because he really has impressed me over the years with not only being accepting of me, but coming to Mrs. Moxie's shows and events mm-hmm. and 
You two, I mean, <laughs> it is so yeah. funny because they just, they get along so well. That's awesome. And, you know, you always, when you say goodbye to him, you're like, all right, see you later, big guy, you know? Yep. I'm like, <laughs> see you later, big guy. Like, it's just, it's yep. really, really cool. So I, I give him a world of credit because, you know, I mean, he's sixty, going to be 64 this year. And, you know, he's definitely of an older generation, but yet mm -hmm. he's just so chill and cool mm -hmm. about stuff and mm -hmm. yeah and awesome. i will say with family in general sometimes it, it's not going to change in a day or two sometimes your feelings are going to stay that way mm -hmm. and you're going to question and maybe right. have the fear for a couple months mm -hmm. maybe years yeah. maybe a decade mm -hmm. i mean my dad yes he's gone to a drag show and you know he came to our wedding and all those things um but i, I think there's still also underlying concerns for parents, mm -hmm. no matter how old the child gets. Oh yeah. And I think that's part of growing up is really learning more and more about your child's community and learning more and more about how to help them. Right. Be an advocate. Don't live in fear yeah. because I know sometimes and granted I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can't we're not. I can't. We yeah. can't talk like we are parents, right? Right. And I'm not going to pretend like I am for a second, or that I can truly understand what it means to be a parent. But being a child, I can say this much: Yes, parents out there, you have concerns, you have fears, but forcing or not, I shouldn't say force, but encouraging your children to not be themselves and to you know tone it down like mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier trying to stifle their creativity right it's not going to do them any good because the thing is at the end of the day we all want to be happy and our happiness is all going to look differently mm -hmm. and i know over the years we've had some concerns expressed to us from family members about our safety our well-being and the thing is we do take precautions we're Absolutely. not going out into the world blind thinking that everyone's just going to accept us all the time mm -hmm. but I've always said this too, because people are like, oh, well, aren't you concerned about your spouse and um, her, his, sorry, I, I bounce back and forth between pronouns, so excuse me, but you know, they're saying I think I said this to Rich the last time I was in here. I said, you can call me he, she, Kathy Lee, I don't care. I, 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 like, I can call you dude in one sentence and sister in the next. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So bro, I, right? <laughs> like, yes, I worry about my husband's safety all the time. Sure. But at the end of the day, I will always and forever want him to live his life as authentically and openly as possible because that is going to be the thing that's going to ultimately make him and myself the happiest and make and our, our entire lives better. So, yeah, we have concerns, but we're not going to live in fear. Right. And that's the best takeaway for to give advice for that letter is to not stifle your child. Yeah. If I can, if I can add something in, just as a, a parent who kid did come out to them, um, the key here is to to get to know your kid and and take what what they'll give you. Yes. And give them the 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 space to become be concerned. And, 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 and think about those things and worry about your kid, no yeah. question. Yeah. Give them the space to become whoever it is they're going to be, not who you 
want them to be right, right. but mm-hmm. but who are they who they're going to become and yeah. uh um offer the guidance that every parent needs to offer and you know take the car but don't drive 80 miles an hour and, and right. don't you right. get your homework done and don't be stupid but when it comes to you know figuring yourself out here we are we're going to support you you're going to figure this out we'll give you support and if you need resources that's great but you're going to figure that out yep and at the because end, it's your journey because it's you yeah it's, it's not it's not mom it's not dad it's it's you yep it's your journey and advocate yeah instead of living in fear advocate for your kids yeah. and mm-hmm. put yourself out there so that the next time you hear someone saying something prejudiced or bigoted you can be like well actually you know and really step up because that's going to be the thing that helps give your kid the strength that they need to continue carry forward in their lives and continue to live that journey yeah yep cool so Okay, so that uh, that's the end of the uh, Dear Mrs. Moxie segment. I, I don't really know what happens after this. It's your show. So <laughs> thank you all for tuning in, number one, because that, that's our first episode. That's it. That's it. The yeah. only other thing that I have to say is thank you to my husband for coming out, number one. You are so welcome. <laughs> and thank you, Rich, for producing and being part of this journey. And Absolutely. Sidekick, like you say. Thanks for, thanks for letting me do this. Right? Yeah. Um. And I think we're going to close out the show with one more song, right? Yes. Um, we have uh, one of mine and Mr. Moxie's favorite artists of all time, Casey Musgraves. You know, I love Casey Musgraves. I, th- I think she's fantastic. And, and the, the funny thing is my, my partner, Danny Moyer, uh, yeah. from the Weekly List, who is not a country guy at all, is the guy who turned me on to Casey Musgraves from her first album. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, but what is it that, that, that does, does it for you with Casey? I think there's multiple things about Casey that I really, I, the funny thing is you got turned on to Casey by Danny. I got turned on by Casey from Mr. Moxie because, nice. um, one of the biggest things is she's a country artist, but she sings from the truth. Yes. She talks about experiences. Yes. Yep. She talks about teenage pregnancy, drugs, drinking, love, um, heartbreak. Her last album, Starstruck, Hello, yep. the whole divorce album. Yep. And divorce albums, by the way, are the best albums you'll ever hear. <laughs> they, I, 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 could, I, I could give right. you a list. Yes. I would agree. It, I would agree completely. And the other thing that I liked about her is she gave a chance to so many artists that are underdogs. Mm. Um, we went to her, their concert and what was that band called muse or something like that? Oh, their lead singer was an mm, open lesbian. If I remember Mama right. Or Muma. I, yeah. oh, I can't remember, but they are very, very good. And she is actually a very big ally for the mm. LGBTQIA community. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say one thing that I love about Casey, going back to what you just said about her honesty she um one of her i would say probably her first like big album merry-go-round yep such a good album because she talks about the challenges of growing up in small town rural america and how like we romanticize it so much 
but she's like, well, mm. it ain't that great. <laughs> so just, I mean, the name of the album, same trailer, different parts. Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what yes. it is. Thank yeah. you. The oh, song the is Merry Go Round. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I just love it because it's like, yeah, you know, it's not always as rose colored as it appears to be or as people make it out to be. No. It's, it's like anything else. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, also, she's amazing in concert. Yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah. By far one of my favorite performers awesome. to see in concert. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, uh, she's one of our favorite artists. Um, mm-hmm. Mary so, Mary Round was the first one that I heard from her, too. And that was very, like, um, the first opening line in that song just was like, whoa, you don't hear that in country. Right. No, actually, that song got uh, a lot of radio stations wouldn't play it yeah. because they were yeah. like, uh, excuse you. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's kind of going against what we're all about. Right. And... But then what I also love about her is on the flip side of that coin, she did the song Follow Your Arrow, yep. which is just a tremendous song about being your authentic you self. Yep. And I just love it because, again, it kind of bucked the tradition, but yet she did it in her own way and she just totally owns it. Plus, aesthetically, I love her style. Mm-hmm. She's got this like 70s Dolly Parton but with Vintage. a modern twist. Yeah, she, like she, she she's the first person I've heard legitimately combine country and disco. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that is a yes, great I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think she's going to be someone you're going to see for many years. I hope so. Yeah. Cuz I I think she's great. Um yeah, she so is. tell me about the song Golden Hour. What is it about this one that you want to play? <laughs> like you want to play it? It reminds me of my marriage. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um it just it's taking that one moment where you just feel so comfortable mm-hmm. and so connected. It's your golden hour, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I really connected to it. And it's, I struggled trying to find a song that fit us or fit the show to talk about our relationship and stuff. This, she's perfect. But I totally picked out a song, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no he, shade, but <laughs> he did have a song. And okay. the longer I listened to that song, it is very us. It was our wedding song. Don't get me uh-huh. wrong. But I, when I started doing research, I could find nothing about this artist that actually tied into LGBT. Gotcha. And I, part of our show here that we're doing on Out in the Open is to make you aware of queer and ally artists. So I chose this instead, and I hope you love her just as much as we do. And that's a wrap on the very first show. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Look at you doing your first inaugural <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes. Miss Big Deal over here. I have not a big deal. Not <laughs> a big deal. A big oh, deal. Come on. You're a big deal. It's your, like, it's your doggone job to be a big deal. Uh, it's no a pressure. lot of work. It's no a lot pressure. of work. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours, you know. But thank you all so much for tuning in to Out in the Open with Mrs. Moxie. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Uh, speaking of being a big deal, uh, <laughs> we can't, we can't, uh, we can't, first show folks, I mean, we're still getting the hang of this. We can't let let you go without saying, you know, what you got coming up. What's what's happening? This this show is airing sometime in November. Yeah. So what, what, what's happening in the, in the month of November or I suppose early December? Yeah, so... Um, our, we have our monthly game show or game nights at Imminent Brewing. Um, that which will, is, which, 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 it's a Friday night, right? It's a Friday night, and I believe November is the 17th, okay. if I remember right. Um, 7 p.m., I believe we are having 
Um, it is turkey bingo we're doing. So we're going to have bingo. Um, and then coming up in December, we have <laughs> my little passion project, our little passion project, I should say. <laughs> but I've been writing this since last December. Um, we have, we're going, we're heading back to the, the Guild Theater. Fantastic. And we are doing another Christmas special. And Actually, the third time we'll be at the Guild Theater. Yep. We did a one-woman show the first time and then we did our holiday special last year and now this year we have another holiday special that i wrote um i actually had some help from one of the cast members actually all of you guys had pretty much a lot of input in on this but um we're bringing in a new cast member um we have a drag king joining us awesome their name is izzy stunnen and we have lexi d and then we have mr moxie and i all doing this show together um, Christmas it, with the Moxies. Yes, right? exactly. But, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a holiday tradition. But yeah. the show is called um, Christmas at the Rainbow Diner. And oh. it all centers around a diner run by two drag queens in rural Minnesota. Fantastic. And so what that, is the name of the town? I just... Oh, he lies... I call it Weebush. <laughs> Weebush, Minnesota. Because it's the street that I grew up on. Oh, that's yeah. street. <laughs> I couldn't think of a name. That's great. Um, so that is December 8th and 9th. Uh, you can go to NorfieldArtsGuild.org and buy tickets. Um, we already have been selling some, I've been told. Mm-hmm. So get them before well, they last. And we will see you in December for our Christmas show. That's what's coming up. Okay. All right. This is like the third time now we've tried to end the show. Are we good? I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> we're good. We're good. All right. You want to, you, we need your XOXO. Oh, I got to do that? Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for coming out again. Uh, thank you to Mr. Moxie uh, and Rich for producing this. And that's our very first episode. Thank you for tuning in to Out in the Open with Mrs. Moxie. XOXO, Mrs. M. <laughs> Yeah.